You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination. Your admission. Access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. I am your host, Evan Britton. It's great to be with you guys again. Uh, I greatly appreciate it, as always, you tuning in. Uh, I, I feel the love and I feel the support big time. Trust me. So, today, I am going to continue with the solo vibe. And as last time I did this thing alone, I spoke much about meditation. In this episode, I'm going, I'm going to stick on the topic of nutrition and food, the importance of it, what has worked for me, um, some pillars of knowledge and understanding I've gained over the years, whether that's through working with world-class nutritionists or my own personal research and intuitive beliefs and understanding around food and how they uh, relate with our bodies. Uh, I'm going to go through that. I'm also going to give you a pretty basic um, list of foods that I personally avoid at all costs and that I believe anyone who is trying to or looking to be more mindful about the foods they're eating should avoid. Um, as you guys may or may not know, I, I, I don't talk about food a ton. I know that I've mentioned in some of my posts the you know importance of sound nutrition. However, I'm not a believer in any one specific diet. I don't think that there's a cure-all for all beings on this planet. I think that everyone's body functions very uniquely to the exact specifications of their genetic makeup, their, you know, your, your life history, etc. your ancestral lines. Um, but I do believe there are some basic tips that can help everyone better regulate and get a better understanding of what works best for them. Uh, so here we go, y'all. First of all, the importance of nutrition. I've said it before uh, on, on the last podcast with Brian Sanders. You know, I mentioned it, that it's fascinating to me how disillusioned we are, particularly in the West. I don't know. I have, I'm not a world traveler. I haven't been, you know, to, to visit other cultures. However, it seems a very American paradigm around food that we don't pay much attention to it. We're not cognizant of its effects on our overall well-being outside of 
you know, just to make us feel full or to, you know, to fill our bellies, to give us sustenance, to, you know, make us feel happy. So that's one thing that's incredibly important in your understanding of food. And as you expand and evolve your consciousness and your thinking around food and your philosophy will evolve and change over time as well as mine has, you know, you begin to understand what a drug, what a potent drug food truly is and how we use it as a coping mechanism. We use food to make ourselves feel better, to comfort ourselves, um, and it becomes very addictive in that way. I know I've had a very complex relationship with food throughout my life. You know, when I played in the NFL, it was about consuming massive amounts of uh, calories. I was, I don't know, I don't remember a time when I wasn't as full as I could possibly be uh, during the day. You know, I ate a massive breakfast. I had, I probably had a protein shake after that. I had a big lunch. I had a protein shake after that. I had a big dinner and I had a protein shake after that. You know, of course, at that time, I had to maintain this body mass, well over 310 pounds. My heaviest ever was 328 pounds when I was in Chicago. That did not feel good. That was not a good weight for me to be at. Um, But, you know, it speaks to my relationship and my understanding with food at that time. You know, I've always had a very intuitive relationship with food. I remember as a kid, when I started feeling exhausted after the pancake breakfast Sundays. And I thought to myself, why do I feel like this? It's Sunday. I want to go play outside. I just ate a stack of pancakes and I feel like I have no energy whatsoever. I want to lie down and go to sleep. And as my intuition grew and I I kept paying attention to it and being mindful of the foods I ate, when I ate them, how they made me feel. And, you know, those lines were blurred through my football career because I had this task of staying heavy. You know, I don't really, I'm six foot six, as you may or may not know as well. Um, I'm not really built to carry over 260 pounds, I would say. Right now, I'm about 255, 260, and I feel solid here, maybe a little heavy. So it was a, it was work to stay up over 315 pounds. So I was eating everything in sight. Steak, lobster, potatoes, rice, pizza, spaghetti, you name it, I was eating it. Um, and it was all in the name of keeping the size on. So when I came out of the NFL, I realized so quickly, I realized how when I wake up in the morning, I'm never hungry. You know, and many of us in America specifically, and maybe this is just Western culture in, uh, in general, we're brought up on this idea that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And how could you possibly sustain yourself throughout the day if you don't eat breakfast? Well, when I came out of the NFL and I no longer had this pressure or this stress because for a long time throughout my football career, 
I always believed that I had to eat breakfast in order to have the energy to practice or else I was going to get my ass kicked. I wasn't going to have the energy and the power I needed to do what I needed to do on a football field. And that may partially be true, but I was never hungry in the morning. I was always force feeding myself. So when I came, came out of the NFL and I had this opportunity of following my instincts and doing things based on my intuition, I said, you know what? I'm not really hungry in the morning. Let me try not eating breakfast. And there was this whole, at the time of, of coming to those personal realizations, there was also sort of this exploding uh, science around in, intermittent fasting. Um, the bulletproof diet is very uh, centered around intermittent fasting. Essentially what intermittent fasting is, is you fast basically from your last meal of the previous day to lunch the next day. And you're looking to get about a 16 hour fast, including the night in which you slept, carrying that through the morning into your early afternoon and you eat lunch around 12 or one o'clock. Say your last meal is at 8 p.m. Your first meal the next day wouldn't be, wouldn't be until noon. So I started testing this out. And there's various theories. Obviously, if you want to do a very uh, strict fast, that would be just water. But a lot of these um, new ketogenic-centered diets include having a bulletproof coffee or a coffee with some sort of fat in it, which I love. So in the mornings, all I'll do is I'll have a coffee. I'll throw some, a tablespoon or so of ghee. Ghee is a fantastic fat source. It is um, butter that has been... <laughs> cooked, curated, uh, you know, teased in such a way that the whey from the, as in whey protein, the, the whey part of the milk has been removed. So it's, it's clarified butter. It's very clean as I fumbled through that. <laughs> um, I also add a little bit of uh, MCT oil. So I'll do a tablespoon of ghee, a tablespoon or so of MCT oil. I'll usually add in a, a teaspoon or so of medicinal mushrooms, which would be lion's mane, chaga, cordyceps. These all, this is a little more in depth than I want to go, but something to throw on your radar. These medicinal mushrooms have potent immune boosting effects, cognitive boosting effects, they're fantastic for our bodies. I highly recommend you do some research on chaga, cordyceps, lion's mane, and reishi in particular. These mushrooms do fantastic things for our health. So I'll add a little bit of that into my coffee. And if I have it, I'll add in some CBD as well. Now CBD is, is and caffeine are a terrific combination because it really jettisons that CBD directly into your your brain into your neurons, coating them, you know, greasing the wheels, as it were. Um, your mind feels 
brilliantly alive. You're ready for anything. You're set in, in the day after your meditation, of course, on a very high trajectory. So that's what I'll do through the morning. So intermittent fasting is, has been a huge part of my program as I've continued to evolve and find myself in life after football. It's fantastic for your thinking capabilities. I, I highly recommend it for anyone doing any uh, demanding mental work throughout the day. Whether you work in an office and have a lot of business meetings with people where you have to interact or you're sitting at your computer and have to do a lot of writing or creative work, uh, intermittent fasting is fantastic. It's a fantastic tool to always keep in your tool belt. And that's sort of the beauty of it. Anytime you feel like you might have gotten off track in your eating, maybe one night you have pizza, which, hey, I love pizza too, guys. It's one of my favorite foods of all time. Pizza too often is no good. So you have pizza one night. You might even have some ice cream. Follow it up. A great way to snap your body back into action is through intermittent fasting. So it's a great tool to clean yourself out, to clear the pipes, to along with a, a cascade of incredible hormonal benefits, whether that's the production of brain-derived neurotrophic factor called B, BDNF. You can look that up. That does... There, there are amazing processes happening in your brain when BDNF becomes, uh, starts being released. Uh, connectivity is made, neurons are healed. It's very therapeutic and very healing in your brain, in your mind. So now it comes to, so fasting is a great tool. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I usually fast six days a week. There might be one day on the weekend where I let myself sort of indulge and have a full refuel day of eating. That means I'll eat breakfast um, and then I'll eat throughout the day, etc. Um, but for the most part, I'm not eating until about two o'clock in the afternoon. My la I don't eat after 8 p.m., I find that if once you start eating after 8 p.m., your body holds, at least my body, holds on to a lot more body fat. If I can halt my eating after 8 p.m., I'm much leaner when I wake up in the morning. It's what I've observed and what I've experienced. So I like to go from about 8 p.m. till about 2 p.m. the next day. Now, I've been doing this for a few years now, and I really enjoy it. I love it. It's my way of life at this stage. Um, but, you know, start with that 16-hour window. Give yourself, try to eat within an eight-hour window. So you fast for 16 hours. I'm okay. I'm cool with water, coffee, or tea during that period. Lemon is always great as well in your water. Uh, and you can do some, some of these uh, great, energy sources in the fats added to your coffee as well, or your tea if you're not a coffee drinker. Um, the fats actually help get your body in, into ketosis, which is another very beneficial uh, state of being to be in. Ketosis, uh, you've probably heard something about it. 
Uh, it's very trendy right now. There's a lot of great science about how therapeutic it is, especially for people with seizure disorders um, and various other ailments have great success treating it through a ketogenic diet. Um, I won't bore you too much with too many details just because that's a little more granular than I wanted to go here. But, you know, the basis is our bodies run primarily on glucose as an energy source. But when you get into, when you start a ketogenic diet, by the process, by the processes of intermittent fasting and eating a high fat diet, you begin to produce these things called ketones. And ketones are a very efficient energy source. And they essentially turn your body into a fat burning machine. I love the ketogenic diet. That's essentially what I do these days. So from there, let's go into the foods. You know, there's a lot of fads. There's a lot of diets. Like I said, there's the ketogenic diet, which is very popular right now because people are having great results with it. And it's very simple, really, when you get the basics down. You know, and it, it, it really just takes some discipline at first. But once you get into this fat-based eating program, you feel great. You feel super happy. At least that was my experience. So the ketogenic diet is one diet you've probably heard of. There's also, of course, vegan, vegetarians, pescatarians, which is a, you know, someone who only eats fish and vegetables and all your other things. Um, there's the carnivore diet, which is pure pure animal products. And I tell you what, I've had a couple guests on this show. Uh, one episode coming up in a couple weeks with Dr. Sean Baker, who is a carnivore advocate himself. You know, the results are, are mind blowing. You know, you, you don't really think that on first glance or first mention of it. You think, Jesus, how do these people even take a shit? But I tell you what, guys, there are some amazing results. And if you're interested, these are all things that you can look up on your own. Um, so I, like I said earlier, I'm not a diet guy. I'm not a fad. I, I, I'm not interested in, I don't think there's any one specific way that works for everyone. You know, and, and be very wary of anyone who tells you that. Uh, because that's really the sign of a salesman. Um, the truth about food is that, look, we've been so disillusioned with nutrition, like I said earlier, to the point where we don't even think that it matters what we eat. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you eat tons and tons of sugar and processed bullshit and, you know, fake seed oils and uh fried foods and it, that has nothing to do with your mental well-being what a moronic thought process how could you possibly think that the foods that you eat that go into your stomach which by the way your stomach and your digestive system has an entire neural network it's essentially another brain so when people say the the things like think with your gut or your gut instinct. That's actually thoughts and feelings come from your, your, the center of your being, your gut. 
your stomach and your digestive system. So it is vitally important what we eat. Now, maybe more than ever, it's even more important that we're mindful of what we're eating and we're taking good care of ourselves and giving ourselves the nutritional nourishment that our physical bodies are in such dire need of. So I'm a big fan of eating real foods. You eat real foods. You eat vegetables that were grown from the ground or in a tree. You eat nuts. You eat meat, whether that's red meat, chicken, uh, pork, fish, etc. I think that there's you can get very high quality of meat that's very sustainably harvested. Um, and meat is a vital part of total nourishment. And some people may disagree with me on that, but that has been my experience. Um, I think that everyone would do well to have a little more meat in their diet because it's pure nutrition. I understand morally, if you have a certain feeling about eating animals, I understand that as well. The way that I counterbalance that is I bless and thank my food. Every time I sit down with it at a meal, I thank the universe, the Almighty One, the creatures and the plants that created this meal. I thank them for their sacrifice and ask them to nourish my mind, body, and spirit, give me power and energy to move forward on my quest to reach my highest greatness. When you speak, when you have a relationship with your food, you're raising the vibration. You're actually engaging your physical body, the cells that make up your physical body. You're readying them for nourishment. And likewise, when you speak positivity over your food, guys, this is all sound and vibration. It's all frequencies, everything. So when you can recognize that, you can do the things you need to do. You know, the Native Americans, they knew all of this. They talk about how buffalo would sacrifice themselves for the tribe. Now, corporate, big business animal farming is dreadful and needs to be totally re-established because the practices are, are unsustainable. And we have a, prob a problem at this stage with sustainability. So foods you should eat, whole foods, real foods, universe, divine, God-created foods, the things that come out of Mother Earth, the things that grow on trees, the animals that have had a living life under the sun, breathing air, eating grass. I'm a big fan of healthy fats, avocados, nuts, seeds. I'm a big fan especially of macadamia nuts and cashews in particular. Um, I'm a big fan of coconut oil. Uh, good grass-fed butter fat sources are very beneficial as well to your health and well-being. 
Look, I'm not here to tell you what to eat, but I'm just sharing with you what I believe are just good pillars of understanding. Whole foods. Have we covered that enough yet? So here's where it gets tricky because to me, I really struggle with carbohydrates. Some people do very well on them. My brother, in fact, the guy can eat mostly carbohydrates and he's you know, singing like a hummingbird. <laughs> uh, he's, you know, he's very light on his feet. He, in that way, carbohydrates are great for him. For me, I avoid carbohydrates at all costs. I eat no bread. I eat no pasta. I eat no very little potatoes. Every now and then, I might have a cup of rice or a sweet potato. So when it comes to carbohydrates, I'm very limited. I think they, for me, they produce a lot of inflammation. My body is much heavier. My mind, my thinking gets distorted. I get depressed. I'm more prone to anxiety, et cetera. Dark level, low level thinking when I'm consuming too many carbohydrates. And that includes sugar. Sugar is deadly. Sugar should be avoided at all costs as much as possible. I'm not here to demonize any foods because, of course, it's fun and enjoyable to indulge here and there. What I'm suggesting is that these foods taken in high amounts frequently are disastrous for your health. Look at the numbers of obesity and diabetes in our country. That's a direct link to the amount of sugar and processed carbohydrates that Americans are eating. There's science about it. I'll see if I can find the latest article I just read and post that in the show notes for you all to check out. But there's actual science and research coming out about this. So really, it's simple, you know, at the end of the day. It's not only about what you're eating, though. It's about how you're eating and when you're eating. Fasting is a great tool. Stick with whole foods, bright colors, things that come from the earth, things that grow in a tree, things that come from a vine. I'm a big fan of protein. Animal products can be good. Processed animal products and corporately farmed beef uh, a little iffy, but hey, it's better than nothing. Also, if that's all you have access to. Foods to avoid like the plague. For me, anything processed, anything fake, anything that was created in a laboratory. I avoid carbohydrates. I avoid, you know, the pasta, the bread, starches, etc. Beans, no beans, no corn. And that's because I found that they don't work well with my system. So at the end of the day, guys, my message is always to be mindful of what you're eating and how it makes you feel. You know, when you let go of any preconceived condition you might have, that it doesn't matter what you eat and you start to hone in on and pay attention to how you feel 
after a meal, what, what do you feel? What, what sensations do you feel? How about tracking what you eat for a whole day and then see how you feel the next day and just watch it and observe it. Pay close attention. I eat organic food as much as I possibly can. Um, you know, we we're exposed to enough toxins and hazardous materials that we don't need to be ingesting pesticides and God knows what else, you know, in our food. So being mindful of organic, where it comes from, local is always best. If you've got a local farmer's market, I highly recommend that's where you do your shopping, at least for produce. Other than that, guys, be mindful of what you eat. Think about it. Taste the food. Chew it. Have a relationship with it that's more than just shoving matter down your throat. You know? It matters what we eat. Everything matters because it's all connected. And how we feel, nutrition is a direct correlator to our overall mental, physical, spiritual, emotional well-being. So that's about it, guys. I hope you guys found this informative. Um, I'll definitely be talking about food a lot, as I believe it's one of the pillars of wellness. If you want some more information on all of this stuff, you can head over to ebonbritton.com. Uh, that contains all of my, everything I'm doing, all the writing I do, my philosophies on meditation, exercise, and nutrition. Um, I've got a blog on there uh, where I muse and meander on various topics that I feel passionate about as well. So for more information, head over to ebonbritton.com. Um, and that's about it, folks. I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you again for listening. I hope this was helpful. If there's something that you're more interested in knowing about, please let me know. Either shoot me a, a comment on IG or uh, leave a review in the comments section uh, of the podcast. I appreciate you guys. As always, thank you so much. I'm Evan Britton, and this is The Ebb and Flow.